Hey everybody, it's Brad with DIY Music, and I'm front-loading these posts a little bit because, I don't know, this this weekend I just kind of need some time off, uh, probably playing a lot of Overwatch and uh, making some beats and playing with some new gear I got, but I wanted to talk about artist management. This just occurred to me to, to discuss on my walk back home, and... Um, so from my personal experience, I managed a acoustic rock pop group in college, and uh, I was friends with them first, and I saw something in the songwriting and the band as a whole that wasn't there yet. So I think that that would be the first step if you want to go in this route, would be to find an artist uh, you know, a singular artist or a whole band doesn't really matter. Hopefully, somebody that you're friends with, because if it's the first time that you've managed a band, they're gonna want to see your credentials, etc. Um, you know, so and just working with friends and just people that you get along with is always better too. Um, so step one, I would say, see something in them that they might not be able to see in themselves. Like, like imagine if they do their work and everything goes fantastically what's going to happen with this artist in five years? What kind of, cause, cause you're betting your time essentially. There's not that much money in it. So you're betting your time kind of. Um, so, you know, in, in five years, what kind of level of song and what will it be? Will they be kind of writing and pumping out into the world? Or is, and does that work with you? Um, so some of the things, you know, I, I know in California, managers can't book shows that's more high level ish kind of stuff but you know if if you're just uh you know doing your thing and managing you probably will be expected to uh book shows for the artist unless they already have an agent um and that can be a handful like just just being an i i did that for a while too after college just trying to pay some bills and i had like a stable of little artists that I would kind of, you know, help them book shows for. And, and I think I was getting 10 to 20% depending, um, when times got tough with the band, I think I just worked for free. And then once things stabilized, went back to the 10%, but like a lot of what you're going to be dealing with, especially with a, with, with a band, like a group with several people in it is just putting out fires um, you know, the, the band that I managed, they were all great friends, but nonetheless, they had different artistic visions and different goals in life. And, and that kind of stuff just happens and you have to deal with it, you know, like so-and-so is unhappy with this part and, but they don't want to say it. So then you have to, you know, see if you can handle it yourself or do like a band meeting or something like that. You know, it's uh it's, it's like running a little business kind of, um, Probably on the business end of things, uh, trying to push the artist too. Um, you know, I think I had even contacted a large singer songwriter to to try to get my band to open up for them. It didn't work out, but I got you know my my feet wet a little bit in that in that field, and uh, you know it could have worked out, but it didn't. But, um, you know, those are the kind of things that you have to kind of push, you know, even if the band's not ready, if there's a band that's coming through your town that you think your artist would be great to open up for, find out their booking agent. And again, this goes back to everything else. Golden rule. Just be nice. Be cool. Don't 
put your hand out and ask for some free stuff. You know what I mean? Like, um, cause these are professionals. And, uh, so if there is an artist that's coming through, contact their booking agent, see if there's any opening slots. Um, you know, just like anything else, you're going to get told no a million times and, and it'll work out sometimes. And, um, let's see, I've only got 30 seconds left on here and this is a, a, a very deep subject to cover, but, uh, See if there's anything else. Yeah, mostly just business stuff. Like it's kind of meticulously boring, but like if you're into that kind of stuff, then it could be a great opportunity for you. Um, you know, probably things like registering stuff with ASCAP and making sure copyright stuff is filed and dealing with any labels or, or finding a label in the first place. It's it's all that good stuff, so that the artist can just be the artist. And and I think that that's the the closer right there. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Brad with DIY Music, about 7 a.m., 7 o'clock in the a.m., um, and last night I was playing Overwatch, and I was playing Widowmaker, which is one of the snipers of the game. So this is just like a first-person shooter. It's one of my hobbies, and um, I'm not too good at the sniper. I really don't play it, but I went into the training room area, which is where they got like robots that move and stuff, but they don't really shoot you too much, like just practice. So I was sniping and I just got into this groove and then like this calm that was kind of like beyond calm itself. It was very, very odd, but it was, it was a very meditative practice almost. Um, oddly enough, you know, just sniping for maybe 20 minutes or so of, of really just trying to be conscious of getting into a groove or or trying to lean towards a meditative state kind of thing to the point where I, I found that I wasn't really trying because I, I, I knew that I was so bad at this character that I had to do something and practice, of, of course, is one of them. Um, but just be just knowing that that mental space is there is awesome because now I'm going to try to translate that into music, you know, as, as I'm writing, basically try to do what I was doing in that training sniping room where I kind of achieve this semi meditative state. It's probably really just what, what the, you know, just, uh, just in the moment in in, in the groove, just completely losing yourself and, um, Eminem <laughs> and, uh, so I hope that made sense. It, it is it is early, but uh, it made sense to me and it was awesome. So I don't know, maybe to tie it back, like hobbies are, are cool. I don't know, find, find something that can get you into that meditative state or something. But So I think today is going to be chiptune music. I'm excited about it. Got my coffee here. Um, I'm going to start out with Bite Riot, which is the latest machine expansion. And chiptune is is tough, man, for companies to get right, um, because a lot of the sounds just are too cheesy if they're kind of like inauthentic. But what I think Native Instruments did right on this expansion pack. Now, mind you, I'm I'm still kind of going through it, so this is kind of my my twenty five percent review. Um, but uh, I I like that their drums are are more full. Because that's something that I always felt was missing in other more traditional chiptune music was just the, the drums should hit harder. But I also love the synthesizers of the 
more realistic chiptune, the more accurately emulated chiptune synths. Um, if if you're interested in it, check out Plogue, P-L-O-G-U-E. They make some fantastic synthesizers. Their vocal thing is is very cool. It's a little bit difficult to to manipulate. They have like a, a thing where you type in words and then you can play the notes and it'll sing it like like a robot or something. Uh, but their synthesizers are cool. And then there's also uh, uh what is it? Uh, if you just Google SNES Verb or Reverb, then that will take you to this company. There's another company that made a um, a plugin around the SNES, but it includes Genesis and all this other stuff. And that's within Contact. And they actually emulated the reverb from the Super Nintendo, which is awesome. Like, surprisingly, that reverb sounds delicious, actually. Like, I, I need to use that more now that I think about it. And that reverb was free for a little bit. So if, if you can find it, just an SNES reverb. It's it's free, and then they charge, and it's free, and they charge. But um, anyway, like, so... With that game, I usually just jump in and and just start playing. So I, I think that uh, I I don't know. I was just so surprised at how much I enjoyed the training area. <laughs> like I, that just really really caught me off guard. I, I was just loving it, and I think that that was part of it too. Is that I was I, I, it, it was something that I was enjoying. I was having fun. Um, so hopefully, I can bring that into my music today. And I hope everybody's doing well out there. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. And uh, feel free to call into the show and uh, hit me up on Instagram at The National Pool.